here is the weekly forecast for the week of August 23rd through the 29th. The beginning of the week is a good window to be spontaneous. Have something in mind that you always wanted to do? Go for it, but be reasonable. Don't disregard your common sense. Try and find some time to cool off towards the middle of the week. You may not get the outcome you desire, or your confidence may be shot. Regardless, you'll be losing steam. Have compassion for yourself and know that there is virtue in your failure. Compassion is going to take you a long way in the end of the week. I see some people reveling in romance, others just the warmth of close friends. This lighthearted, amorous energy is a really good time to get in touch with your creative side. Whatever the case, seek for peace. What will hold you back is overworking yourself and your need to come out on top of everything. Stop being so controlling and just ride the wave. Instead, sit back and observe. This is a time of opportunity and it will be missed if you're stuck in false triumph. Let go and watch. Break the patterns and replenish. Angel numbers to look out for are 444, 333, and 1010. That is all for the weekly forecast and I hope you enjoy the show. Welcome to Jojoba Sessions. My name is Joe. I am your mystical guide and spiritual advisor here to connect, to connect with you today. I am the founder of Jojoba and I teach women how to live their most empowered and visionary life by using my signature method, the death cycle. Yeah, we get real here because we're all about living our best lives and fulfilling our purpose and what good would that be without, without authenticity. Today, we're diving into root work and ancestral trauma with our very special guest, Mecca. Mecca is a conjure woman and apothecary owner and a tarot reader and she helps people connect back to their roots and listen to the wisdom of their ancestors and she is a very personal role model of mine welcome to the show mecca thank you thank you for having me that was an amazing intro oh my god (laughs) (laughs) you're welcome everyone always says that they're like oh my god that's like the sweetest thing i hear today it was yeah Oh, I'm glad that you enjoyed it. Now, what is your actual name? Because I don't know. Jazz. Jax? Yeah, Jazz. 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 You know, I should have known that. You said that sometime on your time. Yeah, Yeah, I allowed to sneak in every now and then. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, I just wanted to to, um, get that out there. But yeah, so we've known each other for a long time. Yes. And I think we've been following each other like a little bit before COVID happened. I'm not sure mm-hmm. about that. Um, but yeah, I wanted you to be on this podcast because you are such an inspiration to me. And I mean, the work that you do is like not easy. Like it's not an easy task at all, right? And so since you have a day job and so like literally you're just doing like the world a favor like (laughs) thank you you're welcome um like you literally continue to lead the way for so many women I really admire that thank you thank you so much for that you're welcome okay so we're gonna get into the icebreakers so what is your big three my astrologicals Mm mm-hmm I am a Capricorn Sun, Virgo, Moon, and a Gemini rising. I love that, except for the Capricorn. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> My mom's a Capricorn, and we always butt heads, but, you know, it's whatever. But, yeah, like, literally everything else, though, 
it's perfect. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, but yeah, uh, my, I am an Aries sun, a uh, Taurus moon, and a Virgo rising. I see it. Yeah, <laughs> I, see it. Yeah, I know. Um, so what is your most recent death? I would have to say my most recent death would be um, the bottom homelessness I went through. Mm-hmm. Um, back in, I want to say towards like the end of, no, I'm sorry, towards the middle of 2019, um, I became homeless and I was homeless for like eight months. Um, and then on top of that, that happened like smack dab in the middle of my Saturn return. So, <laughs> damn. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like that was like a really big lesson. I feel like the homelessness happened because, um, of me just not listening to my intuition and listening to myself, which was um, a big part of a lot of lessons of my Saturn return. So um, just being homeless just really taught me like how resilient I am. It taught me um, how I need to like just depend on myself and just trust my my own intuition and my own inner guidance. And then through that, like that also helped me to learn how to lead and depend on my ancestors more. So. I would say, yeah, the homelessness. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, that's so beautiful. I mean, it's not like, I wouldn't say like it's a good, well, I don't know. It's like, it's like one of those weird things where it's like, it's a terrible experience, but like Mm -hmm. a good thing that you went through it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, With those, it's just kind of like, do you congratulate or do you just say like, I'm sorry? Like, you know, like, what do you do in that type of situation? Um, a little bit of both, to be completely honest. <laughs> um, I found myself, like you said, like congratulating myself and be like, oh, like <laughs> it was definitely a little bit of both. Yeah. 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 Okay. So, what is your beauty ritual, or do you have a beauty tip that you want to share? Drink your water. Oh, yes. Like, people always ask me, because in, in my eyes, I don't feel like like my skin is where I want it to be, but <laughs> um, a lot of people, oh my God, like, Becca, you have, like, your skin is beautiful. Like, what do you do? And I'm just like, wash my face and drink my water. Like, <laughs> I don't do anything, like, specific. So, like, drink your water. It helps so much in so many different areas. <laughs> I love that. I love that. And the thing is, like, I, I see this like discourse on like inter- like on the internet like so many times, but when people say drink water, they mean like the recommended amount, not just like you have like a cup of water and yes. like, like and people get so upset about it because they're just like my skin won't be clear after like I drink this. There's this is a scam. Water's a scam. Yes. Like, no, you're not doing it right, sis. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> oh, I love that. Um, so one beauty product that I have been absolutely loving lately is, um, the, the milk makeup, like it's like a, a hemp mascara. Mm -hmm. I forgot the name of it. I think it's just like hemp or something. I don't know, but that's literally, oh, it's Kush mascara. Anyways. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) That is like the best thing ever. That's the best mascara I've ever used in my whole entire life. And I'm not even exaggerating. Um, I, I like the, it's like weird though, because their big one isn't as good as the mini. Yeah. So like, I don't know if they changed the formula or something Mm. or it's like weird, but like, if you're going to get it, get the mini because the big one's a bit of a scam. 
But I'm gonna definitely try. I've been wanting to try milk cosmetics for so long, and I just never like. Yeah. Uh, but I'm gonna definitely try that. Thanks for that tip. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah, definitely get into it. So, what's your hot girl tip? And what I mean by that is, what's something that you do to make like yourself more confident or like evoke confidence within you? Um, I have been really lately making it a habit to just like remember and honor where I've been versus where I am now. Like, if people would have told me that this would have been my life, like, two years ago, I'd be like, whatever. <laughs> and so, like, when in those days where I'm feeling, like, kind of down and feeling, like, not really myself, I just think about, like, yo, you're not where you used to be. Like, even though you may not be where you want to be, you know, in the near future, like, you're you're far, far, far from where you were. So, like, that tends to boost my confidence so much. Right. Just, like, your journey and how far yeah. you are through yeah yeah exactly like just just looking back on your growth is just such a confidence boost because you're just like especially with I know with me personally I look back to like where I was like even like a year ago and realize how sad I was how like sheltered I was for real and now look at me I'm glowing I'm radiant I'm outspoken expressive I love it like literally that's honestly a good tip I love that thank you (laughs) So how do you find luxury in your day-to-day life? Um, that's a good question. <laughs> I am very like, <laughs> if my brother says it's about me all the time, you like, you are so bougie. And you try to act like you're not, like you're bougie. And so like, and it all always goes back to like the homelessness. Like um, there was a time in my life where I really wasn't like financially literate as I am now. And I would overspend, like, I would be, like, all oh, F the bills, and, like, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> just buy what I want to, and then that moved from, you know, the homelessness and everything, I became really guarded with my money, and so now, because I have the, the kind of income where I can splurge a little bit, I just make sure that I, like, buy myself something, like, once a week, nice. even something small, like, jewelry, like, something like that's my luxury for me it's just to be able to like be able to buy something that I want and not have to really worry about oh my god or the bills not going to get paid and stuff like that so just like treating yourself yeah yeah I love that um one thing that I found that I really like because honestly well the one thing I find that um brings in luxury for me um is honestly just like the the art like supplies that I have is like so weird but like the classics are expensive guys like (laughs) they are so expensive it's like just to even have that as a hobby like your materials like it's just such a headache to get Mm -hmm. first of all especially because you have to try so many to get the ones that you like right then you have to you know keep buying the ones that you Mm -hmm. like Um, and they're like marked up like 500%. 500%. So, yeah, I mean, absolutely. literally, it's just if you have any sort of art supplies, like color pencils, like um, canvases, yep. paint, especially. Yes. <laughs> if yes. you have any of that, you got you got some money. I'm just saying. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you watch Sailor Moon? I don't. I saw like a couple of episodes. My brother is like really, really obsessed with Sailor Moon. And he's been trying for you. Like, just watch it. I'm like, no, but 
I'll call it a couple episodes. <laughs> well, you should have watched it because the question that I was going to ask you is which Sailor Guardian do you identify with most? Oh, that's an interesting question. <laughs> I'm not even sure. Because okay. I never, I don't think I got to really like experience all of them. Yeah. So like, I don't know if I would be able to like accurately answer that without having to like really kind of, because I'm a, of course, Virgo Moon, yeah. I'm an analyzer. Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I would have to analyze, but I will watch and I will get back to you. Okay, great. Um, <laughs> definitely do so. But uh, just to sub it, what's your favorite cartoon? Oh, my favorite cartoon, um, Teen Titan. Oh, yes, I love Teen Titans. Yes, okay. Yes, Teen Titans is my favorite cartoon ever. Um, who, like, which character you, do you identify with most? Uh, what's her name? The really ditzy one. Uh, Starfire. Yes, I keep yeah. wanting to say Starfire, and I know that's not her name. <laughs> <laughs> Starfire, absolutely. Love her so yeah. much. I love her. Wow, good choice. Um, yeah. So what's your most recent channel? Um, just personally or collectively? Uh, either, either one. Um, actually, it was today, but it was collective. It was basically just kind of, I don't know if you may have saw, I talked about it a little bit on Twitter, but um just as black people, I feel like it's really, like we're really in a time where like unity is so important. Mm -hmm. um, I feel like we spend so much time bickering and fussing about unnecessary things, especially within the spiritual community. And I just feel like right now we're at such a prime time where like we can really make some moves and like really do some dope stuff. So I just, I like, I don't know. Like I was just laying in a bed earlier and like it just, started happening. I was just like, where is this coming from? Like, <laughs> it, it would definitely be unity. Like, Black folks need unity right now. Right, exactly. Definitely. More now than ever, for sure. Yes, yes. Um, another thing that I will, let me just add on to that, because my channel, my, my, my channel message, I actually, this morning, I woke up at like um, 5.45, but then I kind of like closed my eyes for a little bit, and mm -hmm. then I woke up at 5.55, right? And mm -hmm. so I was like, well, obviously that happened. So yes. I, um, well, that happened for a reason. And so I uh, meditated and I sat for my, I sat with myself and my guides for a little bit. And the one thing that helped, like that kept coming up was um, stability, security, your health and your mm. peace, right? Mm. And so this is like literally what I've been kind of like, unconsciously focusing on for like the past week and so and so like literally this is what I've been fo focusing on because I've changed my diet I've changed the way that I've like um started like working with my body I'd say mm -hmm. and like I even got my family to like uh have like a fitness challenge and stuff <laughs> just nice. to, like yeah so they can keep it up I've been like with my boyfriend and everything I was like focus on your health and everything and I've been really just focusing on my business and bringing more stability so that I can have that piece and I feel like just collectively collectively like the whole world but more so collectively as like um black people in general we seriously seriously need to work 
gone health and peace. (laughs) We got a lot of fucked up shit going on in our community. And so much so, like, I'm not trying to be like a a Martin Luther King. Like, I'm not having a Martin Luther King moment at all. I'm focusing, like, more on, like, inner peace and inner health, right? Um, Not really just, like, um, you know, with, like... uh, global conflict and stuff like that but more so like inside our community and inside right. ourselves yes. so that's definitely what I've been it's I've crazy been that you say that because I have definitely been feeling the same way like um kind of like you mentioned at the beginning like I not only run my own shop I still have a nine-to-five so <laughs> it's been interesting this year just kind of trying to balance everything out and like stay healthy on top of all of that and I want to say like I think it was like maybe two or three weeks ago. I didn't even say anything to anybody, but I got really sick like two or three weeks ago. Um, and I know that was directly because of my work schedule. Because I work like 60 hours a day and then on my days off, I'm sitting in my office trying to, you know, get packages out. And so like, I really feel like that was the universe being like, yo, you need to chill. <laughs> so because that happened, like that made me start to look, start to look at um, my health, like what I'm eating, am I drinking enough water, am I taking enough time for myself, like, yeah, I can definitely, definitely resonate with that. <laughs> yeah. yeah, for sure. I feel like now more than ever, we need to prioritize that. Yes. For sure. Um, so what are you currently reading? Oh, what am I not currently reading? <laughs> <laughs> um, but right now, the one that I'm focusing, focusing on is Sacred Woman by Fuda Fua. Oh, um, God. That's yeah, I've reading had that it. book for years. And I've read it, like, maybe two or three times. But I feel like this time I'm reading it with more mature eyes. Mm-hmm. Um, because when I first read it, I was, like, just starting out in my past. Because, you know, that's the book that everybody recommends first start off in the spiritual journey. Mm-hmm. Um, so I read it. And I was kind of like, mm, okay, I get it. But yeah, I read it for all so. I have books like sitting on my desk or whatever, and I just kept eyeing it for like a good month. And so like, I want to say last week I picked it up and I started reading it. And it is like crazy because I'm reading it totally different now. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. I love that book. I, it's on my to to read list. Definitely for sure. Um, I just love that you said that book. That made me so happy. (laughs) Yes. Yes. That's what I'm reading. So we're going into the actual questions now. Okay. I hope you're ready because they're a bit spicy. I am. <laughs> so what's your origin story? Um, for my spiritual journey or just my origin story, period. 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 Yeah. Um, well, I was born in Wisconsin, in Milwaukee. Um, when I was two years old, my grandmother passed away. So my grandfather was married. And they ended up moving to Virginia, which is uh, primarily where I was raised for like the first, I would say like eight years of my life. Um, and then I moved where I am now to Pennsylvania, and then relocated <laughs> to North Carolina. And so um, I just kind of bounced all over the place. But um, relationship with my mom pretty much non-existent. Um, my mom is a addict, so we don't have like the best relationship. Um, and that caused me to like just grow up really, really quickly. And so I believe that like me growing up really, really quickly is really what led me to my spiritual bathroom for real. So yeah, my origin is just all place. Yeah, <laughs> I love that though. 
Um, I love that you are like so open about like your struggles and stuff. Thank you mm-hmm. for so much for being so transparent. I appreciate that. Um, I just, the reason I feel like I'm like that is because I remember like when I first consciously knew that my mom was an addict and how nobody wanted to talk about it. Right. And so like, I remember how that made me feel. And I'm like, okay, I wish I had somebody that could relate or somebody that I could talk to. And then on top of that, I grew up very sheltered because my mom was an addict. Like, um, like the first eight years, my grandparents raised me and then they got sick and my aunt raised me, like my aunt, my uncle's with me. Head. And like, I understand what they were trying to do. They were trying to like, you know, all the bullshit out and just keep me kind of grounded. Um, but that stifled me a lot and it sheltered me a lot. And so now, um, because of what I do and because of the type of spiritual practitioner that I am, I feel like I owe it to y'all to be open because I feel like a lot of times, especially in spiritual practices, people want to show the good all the time. They don't want to show the struggles that go behind what being a spiritual practitioner is. Um, and so I just, I made it my mission to always be open and to like, of course, keep things to myself because we need to keep a little bit for us, but um, just being open and just having people know that like you're not the only person going through the things that you're experiencing and i just wish people would talk about that more so that's why i'm so open (laughs) definitely within our community too because i know there's like such a stigma on therapy yes there's so like there's such a stigma on getting help in general like we don't take like as a community we do not take care of ourselves at all on the way that we need to be anyway and so i appreciate you for like seeing that like um you know, sheltering, uh, what is it? Sheltering your issues are yeah. wrong and sheltering anything like your your uh, grievances and your shadow is definitely not where you want to be. And At I all. appreciate you. At all, thank so, you. Yeah. <laughs> and it's crazy because um, for my, like my nine to five, I'm a mental health counselor and I work at a group home. Um, it's a boys home strictly for boys and it's so interesting that like a lot of the black kids that we get come from a lot of trauma like whatever their background is it's it's always a lot of trauma and those are the ones that don't want to talk about it you know even because like we do we have to do intake to kind of like get to know the kid and stuff like that and like even in the intakes like you can see the parents are just like not willing and it like it breaks my heart but it's just like it also makes me feel like, yeah, I'm gonna get through to you. Like you're we're gonna talk. Like <laughs> I see it because I, I recognize it because I was that child. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, that's you're absolutely one hundred percent correct in saying that like we do not as black people want to talk about things. Mm-hmm. At all. Um so I really appreciate you for like, honestly, not only the work you do for the spiritual community, but the work that you do as like a whole, like in general, like you Thank are really a hero. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so what does root work mean to you? <sighs> root work to me means um, liberation, first and foremost. Um, it's a direct line to our ancestors and for me it's just like how can i word it um it's a blueprint really 
kind of like how you know people look at astrology and like yo like if you really look at your birth chart like it's really a guide to you living your best life you know and i feel like that about conjure and root work as well like i feel like our ancestors left all these beautiful traditions even going back to like you know african traditional religions like voodoo and sadea and all of that like these things were left for us <laughs> to be able to use to our benefit and so that's that's what root work and conjure me to me mm-hmm. yeah. i love that answer so yeah. how did you even get into root work um I've always, now that I'm older and I've been in it for a while, I've always done some type of root work and didn't realize it. Um, <laughs> like, I was always a child that, like, wanted to go play outside. I always wore my hands in the dirt. Um, I was constantly asking my grandfather, like, what flower this is, what bug this is. Like, you know, just really into nature. Um, and then as I got older, and I want to say, like, 2012 or 2011, one of the two, um, I, I don't want to say I renounced Christianity, but that's around the time that I really start, start to like question my spirituality, my path. Um, and my I have two twin aunts, um, and they were into Wicca, Wicca. And I just remember like being interested in it, but like still kind of feeling like mm, something's missing. Like this, I don't know if this is like for me. And so, just being introduced to Wicca just kind of like broadened my aspects and opened my eyes a little bit um and i started to go to the studio when i was living in fayetteville um both of my brothers are artists um my one brother's a rapper my other brother's a singer and i was managing them at the time and so when they would go to the studio i would go with them and it was in north carolina it was like a little homemade studio you know how we do um <laughs> and so while they were in with their producer you know recording i would sit out and talk to the, the producer's mom and one day i remember her asking me like um what was my big three and so i was like what do you mean my big three i'm a capricorn and she was like oh no we're pulling up your birth chart like <laughs> so i remember um calling my mom, get my birth time. And we sat there that night and went through my birth chart. And that just opened up my eyes to everything. And then um, I want to say like 2013, I, because my grandfather passed in 2007. Yeah. Um, Actually yesterday was the anniversary of his death. But um, I don't think I really like dealt with that when it happened and so i want to say like around 2013 that's when it really hit me that he was like gone gone and i really started to mourn him and um i just remember like always talking to him like you know going and putting flowers on his resting place and um i can't even remember what i was reading one day and the book was basically like that's ancestral veneration that's reverence and it started to like go into conjure and all this stuff. i was like wow and so I started to do some more research and here we are. <laughs> oh, I love that. Oh my God. Um, there was one thing I was going to say, but I forgot it. Oh yeah. Like, okay. You said back in your childhood, you used to like, um, you were so curious about nature and stuff. Mm-hmm. Did you used to like make like, <laughs> make like soup out of like mud and stuff? Absolutely. 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 All of that. Oh my All god. All of that. 
<laughs> well, like I was for the longest time, like biologically, for the longest time, I was our only child. Um, my grand, when my grandfather remarried, um, I gained a whole bunch of cousins and stuff. But to my grandfather, like I was his first grandchild, <laughs> so I, I'm the baby. And so we were living in Virginia. Um, we lived on a lot of land, like our yard was huge. And so like, I had just had the chance to explore and, you know, I would like, like a little definitely behind my grandfather all the time. <laughs> and so I would just like ask some questions and stuff. And like, it was crazy that you asked that because like, I was just thinking the other day, like, it's crazy how things that happened in your childhood lead up to your adulthood. And like, I just kind of made that connection. Like, yo, cause like, I posted a lot of pictures of my grandfather yesterday, and I want to say about ninety percent of the pictures we were outside because, like, that would be like, like we would just sit on the porch, talk or whatever. And yeah, I was so into nature as a child; it was crazy. Oh my god, I love that! I saw this meme. The reason why I brought this up was, well, not only was because I um, had the same experience, but mm-hmm. because I saw this meme the other day, and it literally said. Um, if she made like soup or magical potions out of mud and sticks, she's the fucking witch. Yes. <laughs> and it's I, it's so true. Right. Like I identified with that so, so freaking much. It was so yes. um, So, what are some misconceptions about hoodoo that you want to clear up? Right off the bat, that is evil. <laughs> <laughs> like, I, and, oh my God, I love that you asked me that because. I grew up in a very, very, very strict Southern churchy background. Um, I grew up Church of God in Christ. If you live in the South, like, you know all about the different denominations. And Church of God in Christ is one of those denominations where, like, you can't even breathe wrong. (laughs) And so um, I was talking to, like, my family because a lot of people also ask me, like, well, how does your family feel about it? And I was like, I never really cared. <laughs> like, right. <laughs> I, like, by the time I got to this part of my spiritual path, like, I was so far beyond caring about what anybody thought about it. Um, but it's interesting because, like, I've had family members who are still in, very heavy in the church um, ask me, like, um, well, what, what is it that you really do? Like, do you believe in God? Like, how does that work? And so I love breaking down to them, like, do you not know that, like, who started in the church? Like, <laughs> right. right. Like, do, do your research. Like, do your Googles. <laughs> like, and so um, I will often bring up Bishop Charles H. Mason. And I'm like, um, he was, like, literally the co-founder of Kojic. And a very well, openly loud root worker. (laughs) So that's one of the biggest misconceptions that I feel that needs to be brought to the light is that hoodoo is not evil, like, at all. There's not going to say there's nothing evil about it. Like, there could be, like, dark aspects of it, but it's nothing evil about it. It's all about your ancestors and connecting to them and honoring them and allowing them to be a guide to you. That's, That's all it is. Right. Oh, I love their answer so much. And <laughs> I agree with it 10, like 100 percent. Um, I was going to say something again. I It's like I just love listening to you. But like oh, thank you. <laughs> the things that I want to say to you, I just like kind of let go because I want to listen to you. But whatever. Um, but yeah, the thing is, the thing that I really love that you said was that like did you not know that hoodoos are in the church like absolutely and the thing that i want to bring up is the fact that like 
you know like most hoodoo practitioners literally like read the bible every single day like it's part of their practice to use like psalms and like other scriptures to um freaking do whatever they want to do but um like really like i say to even to go go there to go there Mm -hmm. they read the bible more than like christians who like are like uh that's fucking evil you know Exactly. <laughs> and that's why like that's something I had to tell with somebody like because I think I've gotten to the point in my past where I'm not arguing with people anymore. I'm gonna allow you to believe whatever it is that you believe. And so like a lot of times with like people are trying to like, you know, come at you know, hoodoo practitioners or whatever. I'm just sitting there with this mm-hmm. <laughs> face because I'm like, if you only knew, and it's just like even the family that I've talked to, like I have a cousin, me and my cousin are seven months apart. Um, and ironically, all me, like all of my cousins have like a birth cousin. Like we're all like born very close together. And so my cousin that is the closest to age to me, um, I have sent her a package of oils one day. And so I remember her video like calling me or whatever, like, okay, so like what do I do with all of this? Like, is this evil? The standard third, and she was like, and now I'm confused because you sent like Bible passages with it, and I'm just like, Are we still not making the connection? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like it's it's crazy. It's crazy. And so like I always tell people, like, be careful what you're judging because that's one thing that or one reason why I feel like I'm making a point to educate myself about stuff because like there'll be times like there like people inbox me and DM me on Twitter all the time asking me questions and I'm quick to be like I don't know if I don't know because I don't ever want to disrespect or I don't ever want to like talk out the side of my neck about something I don't know nothing about so like I'm quick to educate myself and I feel like if a lot more people would do that Versus just kind of judging right off the bat, judging from what society has told you this is and from what the church has told you this is. Like, I feel like we will all be better off if we wouldn't have to repetitively have these conversations. So, yeah. Babe, if you're having trouble finding your power, take the Seraph Archetype quiz. It's a quiz I made especially for people trying to remember their calling and the source of their power. Figure out your natural talents, best skill set, and Seraph traits. Know exactly how to fulfill your purpose and have fun doing it. Don't wait, run to find out your results. Take the quiz on my website at www.jojobastudios.com backslash quiz. That's www.jojobastudios.com backslash quiz. I love that answer. Very, very, so insightful. Um, So what is ancestral trauma? Um, Ancestral trauma is the things that generationally that we just don't look at that we don't talk about um in the black community we know that whether we want to admit it or not there are just there's this what's the word i'm looking for um it's almost like the secrecy of like out of sight out of mind if we don't talk about it it doesn't exist it doesn't affect you it's not there and i feel like as black people like we were kind of talking about earlier in terms of like therapy. I feel like as black people, if we would talk about things, if we would talk more about this trauma, um, it would be helpful for us to like heal that. 
And I feel like a lot of people walk around not understanding and not realizing that a lot of the things that we deal with, especially our generation in our personal lives, is a direct link and a direct descendant from the things that went on earlier on in our lineage. And so like when you talk about you can't talk about conjure, you can't talk about voodoo, you can't even talk about voodoo, Ifa, stuff like that without talking about ancestral trauma because it's a big part of it. Right. Um so what do you think like why is it so important for us to heal our ancestral trauma? Oh, for several reasons. One, because we don't want to continue to pass that down our lineage. Um, and then I feel like a lot of people, one key thing about Hoodoo and about Conjure that I feel like people miss is that just because our ancestors are no longer on this plane and no longer physically here does not mean that they don't continue to suffer. And so as we heal those things, as we're called to, we're, we're also healing our past lineages, we're also healing our ancestors and allowing them to live their best lives where they are. So I feel like if people would take that into consideration a lot more, because it's like, it's it's more than just, oh, grandma, grandpa passed away, they're in a better place. Like, you like you can't say that, <laughs> you don't know that. You don't know what they're currently going through. Right. And so I know I make sure to, really do everything with my ancestors in mind because I feel like as a hoodoo practitioner, if there is things that are continuously coming up that need to be healed, I, to me, that's a sign that my ancestors who are still struggling with that. So I, I feel like that's definitely important. Oh my God, you're going to make me cry. you cry, I'm going to cry. No, but seriously, like that's so insightful. And the fact that you said um, that you don't know if they're continuing to suffer literally, literally is like the, I can't, I can't with that. Cause like the way that I feel my ancestors, like, especially like the ones that I know, like I work with for sure. Um, when they pop up and I start mourning them and I start like start like you know grieving and like missing them, I'm like, okay, that's a sign for me to go over <laughs> yes. yes. to my altar and really yes. do some work and sit down and stuff. Um, especially like you just like take like you know that's like one thing that I've dealt with for sure. Um, in my past, if you don't know, um, I've had like six, not six, seven years of like straight up grief, like straight, like literally continuous grief. Um, yeah. yeah, it was terrible. It was rough. It was hard. But that's how I got where I am today. Right. Um, <laughs> so I, I mean, it's not something that like, I like to, um, you know, brag about, but it is something that I love reflecting on and I love like talking about and I love mm -hmm. uh, sharing with other people. Um, but yeah, so like I definitely have like this newfound way of thinking about grief, more of like, instead of just, oh, I feel bad because I lost this person. It's mm -hmm. more so, it's more so it's like, okay, well, now it's time to go talk to this person. It's time to go feed this person. It's time to go give this person some money in the afterlife. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> like and it's just time to like really just take care of my bloodline, you know, at yes. that point. Like, yeah, it's just, it's just, you know, a shift in perspective is really all we need, you know? Yes, absolutely. Love that. 
Okay, so what do you think is the best way for us to heal our ancestral trauma? To talk about it. To talk about it. I feel like, and I'm not saying that's the answer to everything, but I feel like that's a start. Because like I was saying earlier, a lot of the trauma that happens within Black families, you don't talk about it. Like, and I see that so much just like in my personal life, like with my mom. Um, I am a firm believer that my mom is dealing with the things that she's dealing with because she doesn't want to talk about things that happened to her. And um, my mom was adopted. I personally think that she was adopted within our family because I look like a lot of my relatives to the point where, like, I literally did not know that my mom was adopted until the day after my grandfather passed. That's when she told me that. And it blew my mind because I was like, we look like so many people. Like, how are we, you know, how how are you adopted? Um, but I remember when I first was, like, taking my journey into conscious seriously. Um, I remember asking her, like, did my grandmother practice? Um, my grandfather was Native American. So I was like, did he do any, like, you know, tribal stuff? And she shut that down real quick. She was just like, I, I don't know. I don't want to talk about that. And I was just like, hmm, what? <laughs> so I remember like that night, um, I was at work and I don't, the way that I channel, um, I just have this knowing, like it's for me, it's never been like an audible voice. And so I was sitting at work one night and it was after like, I had that conversation with my mom and I literally heard my grandmother's voice and she was like, it wasn't for her to know. I was like, what? <laughs> she was like, conjure was not for her to know. That's why it was passed down to you and not her. And so I was just like, oh. And so I feel like there's a component there with my mom um, of why she doesn't want to talk about these things. And I feel like that directly led her to her addiction issues. So I would definitely say talking and I feel like we're almost afraid to talk. I feel like we're almost afraid to talk because um, not only would that put everything out in the forefront, but it would we would have to feel. <laughs> and I feel like a lot of us don't want to feel that residual pain and the, you know, the feelings and the emotions that come along with healing that trauma. But that's where the growth is. And I think that a lot of people don't understand that. Like I don't I don't think I would be the type I don't think I would be the person that I am, the adult that I am today, if I didn't have to go through the things that I went through. I have to feel them. I don't want us to stay there and talk in it, but I, I want us to like allow ourselves to feel the things that we need to feel so we can move on and, and really build. Them. So, yeah. Oh, I love that. And definitely, definitely talking about it is definitely one of the ways I feel like we need to heal as like a society for sure. Yes. Uh, like, and it's so, it's so, it's so bad because. I know this for a fact, and I'm not just saying this because, you know, I am like, you know, spiritual and I read spiritual mm -hmm. books and whatever. I know this for a fact that the majority of us are so afraid to confront, to confront ourselves. We're so afraid of personal growth because we have to face our shadow. Yes. It is that one block. We don't want to actually like grow or look or like even live like the life that we dream of living because we know that we have to face the darkness that's within us and within our that families is. and in our circle at all. Yeah. And um, it's just something scary. I know it's scary, right? And it's not easy to do. And, you know, it's like so much avoidance is happening in this world and it's just getting darker and darker that we yeah. need people to literally face up like, 
like suck it up and yes. <laughs> literally suck it up and do your your shadow work for real and i feel like i can't speak for everybody but for me (laughs) and this is why i always say like your shadow is so important because what a lot of people don't understand is like my creativity lives in my shadow right exactly so all the creative things that i've done like you know writing a book doing all of that like that came from my shadow like those things came out of me being in a really really dark place and i don't think that i would have been able to accomplish the things that i've accomplished had i not really sat in my shadow and really like confronted a lot of things that i didn't want to confront and so it's like you're saying like yeah like suck it up at this point like (laughs) You're like, and, uh, and those are the people that complain about, oh, I'm not further along in life, or oh, I could be doing this, and I could be doing, yeah, you could if <laughs> you would confront your shadow. You know, like, I totally agree, totally agree. Yeah, and I understand completely about what you say, your shadow lies in your creativity. There was like, a big gap in like me developing my artistic skills and like actually just painting because that's one of the things that I love to do. Um, there's just like, there was such a big gap um, for me in not doing that. And I was like, I literally talked to my therapist about it and she asked me why. And I was like, well, I never been asked why. So I just kind of just let it like out. And I was like, I think I'm this, I'm afraid of who I was before, you know, all this happened and I don't want it to pop up in my art. Right. I don't want to face it. I don't want to look at it. And she was mm-hmm. like, well, damn, you're pretty self-aware. <laughs> <laughs> It was so funny. I love her. But um, yeah, it was it's it's so crazy how like you just brought that up. And I was like, that's the exact experience that I had, you know? Yeah, it was it's it's so crazy how that happened. Like, like, just, you know, where our shadow lives. It's so um, intriguing, honestly, how it just comes up and creeps us creeps up on us. Yes, absolutely. So why did you open your shop? I was forced to. (laughs) Um, One thing that I try to make very clear (laughs) is that I was not the, I'm not the spiritualist that just kind of like fell into it and was like, okay, this is cool. I'll do like, no, I was dragged kicking and screaming (laughs) into my spiritual path. Like I was not with it. Like I was not here for it. And so, um, it actually all like my shop and my physical products started when I was homeless and I had been making oils for myself and stuff like that. Um, and I remember um, my boyfriend had just went to jail. I was by myself and I was having to find a home like really quickly. And um, I remember I had came back to the hotel that I was staying at and I was going to pay for my like the next two weeks and they told me basically um because of the circumstances that happened around my boyfriend's arrest I couldn't stay there that I had to leave um and so they gave me like three days and I was like what do y'all think I'm going to do in three days and so I went back up to my room or whatever and I just had excuse my language but i just really had like a real nigga moment real quick like <laughs> i sat on my bed <laughs> and i i cried i allowed myself to like release how i was feeling but then i was like no like we're gonna get up and we're gonna do something about it so i remember going to my little makeshift altar grabbing my I, all i had was a money oil 
I think, at the time. Um, and I just remember, like, wiping myself down on my money oil, and I was like, I'm going to find a place in the next three days. Long story short, found a place. And also, I told myself at that moment, I was like, if this oil works, I'm selling it. <laughs> so I found a actually I found a place that night, the apartment that I'm sitting in right now. Um and so I was like, yeah, I have to keep my word. Like <laughs> um and so when I first started off, like I didn't even know what all I wanted to sell. And it became very clear to me like very early on that my shop was about my grandparents, point like period. Like, so that's why like if you go on my site, a lot of my oils are named after my grandparents. Um but it's it's for them. It's because of them. Because if it wasn't for them, I would not be the person that I am right now. Um, even in death, like <laughs> they're on my ass constantly. And so, um, yeah, my my shop is for my grandparents. <laughs> I love that. Um, oh, by the way, guys, Mecca gave me some um, protection oil one time, and it was like. <laughs> the okay she gave me protection oil and florida water and literally literally i kid you not i shit you not this is like her shit is the best <laughs> i'm not even joking that projection that protection oil was literally the it was like a lifesaver for like maybe like three days and then i stopped using it and like well here's the thing so my dad caught covid right and i was staying uh -huh. with them for um a bit and that day that he came home with COVID, I had put my protection oil on um, the base of my skull, right? Uh -huh. I was doing some um, some some work and I needed it covered, right? I needed mm -hmm. it. And right. so um, I did that. And then the second that he got home, he he's like, I think I hope I caught COVID. And I was like, damn, okay, well. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> and so the next morning I was like, I got it, right? And then I didn't have it, right? and i didn't have it for i think i think maybe like four days um while he still had and he was still in the house like we yeah. were really close to each other we were touching everything he walked <laughs> like <laughs> this is so funny he was like walking around like spraying lysol <laughs> <laughs> Oh, my oh, our black parents in their addiction <laughs> to lifestyle, I tell you. <laughs> I know it, I know it. But yeah, he was spraying. <laughs> I can't even get past that. But yeah, he was spraying it everywhere. And he was like trying to, you know, keep me and my mother safe. Yeah. Um, but you know, obviously it didn't work because he's too close and he's touching everything and stuff like that, even though he tried his hardest. Um but yeah, so I did use your oil for like three days and I didn't catch it for four, right? And then on that fifth day, I couldn't smell anything. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I went, I was literally making my tea and I, it was Earl Grey and it has a yeah. very strong fragrance, yeah. right? And so I was like, I can't smell my fucking tea. <laughs> and like, that's how you like i thought like you know it was old or it was like a bad tea or something like or something because you know um bad tea is like us tea that you can't smell yeah and i was like is there something wrong with this i drink <laughs> <laughs> and i looked at my mom and she's like oh no oh god <laughs> so yeah um, i just wanted to tell that story because um your oil literally helped me from getting covid for like three days 
So, oh. yeah. And I use, your <laughs> I use your, um, your Florida water. Okay. So whenever I, um, whenever I rearrange my altars or I clean them off, I use um, a sage spray from Spirit Wolf Botanica. And I did a giveaway with her. So if you want uh -huh. to, um, if you want her products, she's amazing. She's a medicine woman. She's literally amazing. Um, but yeah, I'll link the, her products in the show notes and everything. Um, I'll then I'll definitely send you the link for sure. Okay, bet. please do. Um, but yeah, I use her sage spray and I wipe it down just you know to clear it right, and then I use your Florida water to um, charge it and bless it. And I just I just literally love it. It smells so good too. Like I don't know what Thank you. Do. I don't know what you do, but. <laughs> fruit. <laughs> People ask me all the time. I'm like, what do you put in this? I'm not gonna give you the fruits, but it's fruit. <laughs> That's fruit. Oh my god, yeah, but yeah, you should definitely go out, go check out her shop for sure. Um, one more question I wanted to ask you about your shop. What do you see? Like, what's your vision for in the future? My vision for the shop is to have the shop in every southern state really yes that's what i want i wanted because i feel like in terms of hoodoo i can't speak to other you know traditions and, and things like that but there are very few black owned hoodoo shops and that bothers me like it bothers me when i go into a wicked shop and they have products like the confusion just it blows my mind. Like, why are you carrying these products? Like, I don't understand because Wicca and Hulu are two different things. Right. Um, and so, like, and that was another reason I started my shop because I wanted people who practice Hulu to know that they're getting their things from an authentic Hulu practitioner who's not just slapping some, slapping a label on some shit and, like, you know, putting it on the site. Like, everything that I make in my shop is handmade, homemade, everything. Right. Um, and so like i was <laughs> it's funny because i was tempted today to be like stop by commercial florida water but i was like you know what <laughs> to eat their own they'll find out eventually like whatever but yeah that's my goal because it's just it's too few black conjure shops especially in the south and that bothers me so i want a marini's conjure botanica in every state in the south <laughs> Oh my god, that's such that's such an amazing goal. Like I hope you get it because literally that way like honestly I think she go bigger than that. Not just one shop in every and like all the states in the south, but definitely multiple for yes. yes. Multiple locations in each state. Yes. We're speaking it into existence. We're all the <laughs> recording and we like her. Literally, um, love that for you, and you should definitely go for it. Like, I will promote everything that you put out. You do, and I appreciate that. Like, you have been supporting from day one, and I really, really appreciate that. Like, so much. So I, I don't. I mean, you're you. I mean, I don't know how I can support you. You know, you put out like such amazing content, and you like help so many people. And you're just like by you being so authentic and so transparent online for sure. Because you, <laughs> you say some out of pocket shit. Sometimes. I do. I do. I shock myself sometimes. <laughs> I do. It's like so I'll speak something like, "Did you really just? Yeah, you did." You tweeted that. It doesn't dare race it. Like, because I feel like there was a point in my life where I was so, like, I don't want to use the word shy, 
but I wouldn't speak my mind about a lot of stuff. Like I would see stuff, I would experience stuff, and I just wouldn't say anything. Um, and I really feel like that came out of when I was younger. <laughs> I think I was just tweeting about this the other day, or I was saying something about it on TikTok. Um, when I was younger, I was like very talkative, very jovial, you know, a child. And I remember one day I was, I asked something and um, one of my relatives was like, you talk too much. Damn. I was like, oh, okay. And so from like that day forward up into my early adulthood, I got very quiet. I was very reserved. And I remember I went to visit my sister. She's actually my cousin, but I was raised with them. So I consider her my sister. Um, I went to visit her one summer and she was used to me being the jovial, laughing, loud, you know. And she was like, why are you so quiet? And I was like, I don't know, I'm just, I'm quiet. Like, she was like, mm, no, nah, that's not authentic. Like, that's not you. She was like, no. She was like, because she's my cousin that's loud. Like, y'all think I'd be out of pocket. Like, <laughs> my cousin, oh, my <laughs> She says stuff sometimes, and I'm like, yo. <laughs> but um she was like no she was like you be you you be authentic you say what's in your mind but always keep people's um what's the word that she used try to keep people's feelings in consideration but no like if you have something to say like say it and so like right after i went through my saturn return like a light flip a light switches flip and i was like i'm not biting my tongue no more i'm not i'm not doing anything and so i've been wilding ever since like I, <laughs> Oh, I love that so much. Um, there was one more question that I was going to. Oh, yeah. Do you have any more? Um, do you have any more? Like anything else you want to say before the sentence? Oh, I just want to thank everybody for the support. Like that's all I really have to say. Like it's been a journey. Like oh, if y'all only knew, <laughs> like it's been a journey, and I feel like. I've been blessed with really, really, really understanding and dope supporters because it's hard when you're juggling a nine to five, writing a book, and then <laughs> running a shop. And I'm doing this all by myself. Like, I don't have any, like, nothing. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just, I, I really appreciate, like, the patience and the understanding and just the dope ass people that have been supporting me. Like, we're about to hit a year in October. And I didn't even think that I would still be open right now. So, that's all I have to say. It's just thank everybody for all of the support, all of the retweeting, all of the sharing, all of the purchases. Like when y'all are purchasing for me, that just lets me know that I'm in my purpose and I'm in, I'm in alignment with what I'm supposed to be doing. So all I can say is thank you. Oh my God, you're so sweet. Literally, um, <laughs> you said that you are about to hit a year in October. Mm-hmm. What day did you start your business? I want to say it was October 17th when I actually opened up. I was was about to say, because I started mine on Halloween, and I was like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm about to literally hit a year. Yeah. I I can't, it it doesn't feel like it's been a year. I feel like, because I guess it's because I'm still learning a lot of things um, about being a business owner and about juggling, because I'm actually trying to transition from working a nine to five in my shop, just to go straight to just be a full time at my shop. Um, and that's proven difficult, not so much because of any outside influences, but because 
of me. <laughs> I'm just like, uh, I need to be able to pay my bills. Like, and everybody keeps telling me, like, yo, take the jump. So I have a goal for for a year from now to be full time with my shop. And so I'm starting to transition into that. But um it's definitely a lot that comes along with that. And so I always tell people like before you jump in this, like, <laughs> make sure this is really what you want because this is going to test you. Like, there have been so many days where I'm like, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> so just make sure this is actually what you want, for real, for real. Right, for real. And I love that because I agree with uh, uh, us being, like, Virgo placements and everything. We always are like, is this what I want before we yes. actually jump into it? Um, and I just love that you said that because a lot of people just jump into it and then, like, get caught in, like, their trap, right? And they get yes. caught up in something that they don't want to be caught up in. But the thing is, like, yeah, we have to be trusting. Yeah, we have to, you know, sometimes just walk blindly and yes. trust and believe. But, you know, trust and believe in the thing that you want to do, you know? <laughs> yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So thank you so much for being on the show. I really do appreciate you. An inspiration. And yeah. Um, uh, yeah. Thanks so much for being on the show. And yeah, that's it, guys. Bye, guys. Bye. Thanks so much for listening to Jojoba Sessions. If you like this episode, make sure to share it with a friend. Get that good energy flowing back to you. If you want more of Jojoba, follow me on Instagram and YouTube at J-O-J-O-B-A-A and Twitter at J-O-J-O-B-B-A-A. For exclusive content and priority updates, join the Facebook group. The Sarah Society needs your magic. We have new episodes every Monday, so stay tuned for that. And thank you so much for being here. Now go live your best life.